Welcome to Connect the Dots with Obiani Jew, where we're going to be exposing how harmful ideologies become harmful policies. My name is Obiani Jewekocha and I'm from the southeastern part of Nigeria. I had lived in Nigeria my entire life up until about 12 years ago when I moved out of Nigeria and came to live in the United Kingdom uh, to pursue a science career and also to pursue a master's degree. Uh, ever since then, I've been living here, working here as a scientist. Six years ago, I took on pro-life uh, work as well. You can call it pro-life activism. I like to think of myself as a pro-life activist, but I also like to think of myself as a human rights activist. Started working within the movement, started writing, started um, speaking out in the media, started making videos like this one. So this is exactly what led me uh, to decide that I was going to run at least a show. Once a month, uh, I would go out, search for headlines, especially those things that have to do with the sanctity of human life, the dignity of human life. And I want to be able to bring it here and analyze it for you. And when it's possible, I want to be able to go out, you know, on, on some of my travels as well and speak to people from different countries. So I want to be able to share with you these important developments that we don't usually hear in the news, but we should know about it. So that's what this show is going to be about. That's how we're going to be going around the world, connecting real dots to real issues and finding out links on how ideologies, how, you know, the donors, who's controlling what, the social engineers, uh, you know, what's happening out in Africa, what is happening in Latin America, what exactly is happening, especially with the life issues. <music> On to something really exciting, something that I have just done recently is that I went to the March for Life in Washington, D.C. Whoa, what an amazing experience. It was incredible to see so many pro-life people gather in one place to share uh, all our experiences, to support one another, to meet up, to speak, to learn from one another it was an incredible experience and this was my very first March for Life. I have marched for life in different countries at different places. Um, I've spoken at so many of them. I have been at the Walk for Life in San Francisco, but I have never been for the March for Life DC. So now I'd like to share with you some of the great images uh, from the March for Life. I am at the match for life now and the crowd here is unbelievable, unbelievable. For the past 10 minutes, people have been crossing this place and uh, it's just never ended. But among us today, there is a silent genocide happening. And all of us here today have come to say we want to see an end to this genocide that is abortion. I'm joined in studio by Father Patrick Mary and our next guest, Obianuju Ekiocha, the founder and president of Culture of Life Africa. Uju, welcome. Thank you, Catherine. I'm so glad to be back. So is this your first March for Life in Washington, D.C.? That is right. How do you feel? <laughs> I'll tell you what I told some friends. So I have been uh, marching in different countries around the world, but I wow. have never come to the March for Life. But the March for Life, I believe, is what every one of these marches that I've been part of, that's where we've all been looking and where we've been getting uh -huh. our inspiration is from what happens here in D.C. So I feel 
like I have come on a pilgrimage. Oh, that's so beautiful. I feel like I have come to the very heart of the pro-life movement. Mm. The global pro-life movement, the heart of it, I think, is at the March for Life. You see what I mean? So much energy, so much joy, uh, just so much going on. And doesn't that just encourage you as someone who believes in the right to life of the unborn? Doesn't that encourage you for you to know that no matter what is going on out there, where the media is not even covering anything that we do, that there is hope uh, that one day our voices will be heard. One day we are going to overcome. You may have seen me there speaking at the Youth Rally and Mass for Life, which is organized every year by the uh, the Washington, D.C., the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. It's a huge event. It's done in a big arena. Lots of young people, lots of, uh, you know, beautiful, wonderful pro-life, what they call the pro-life generation kids. It was just great to be among them. It was great to keynote uh, that event. And of course, we all then went out and we joined the main march later in the day. It was incredible. It was incredible. And if you have never come for the March for Life in D.C., uh, put it down in your calendar for 2020 to be there with other pro-life people, uh, just raising your voice with them. So the first news item today that I want to bring to your attention is what is happening, you know, with... Abortion in England, where I live, from the 1st of this month, England started misoprostol at-home abortions. You heard me right. Women are now going to be able to have abortions at home. You know, when people talk about safe abortion, legal abortion, sometimes they are implying that legal abortion is the one done in a hospital by a doctor. And I sincerely do not agree with that because I believe that uh, everyone should have the right to life and no one should be killed anywhere on the streets, in the back alleys, or in a hospital. Now, England has now moved one step into the crazy land and they are giving us abortion at home, the misoprostol abortion. So a woman takes two pills, the mifepristone, and the misoprostol and everything is done at home the baby is aborted at home but that's not even the craziest thing that is happening in this part of the world because if you go just a little bit to the west we talk about Ireland most of you would have heard what happened back in 2018 the fierce battle there was in Ireland to repeal the Eighth Amendment. And uh, there was a referendum May of 2018, and unfortunately, overwhelmingly, people voted against the right to life of the unborn. Abortion has now become legal in Ireland from January 1st. 2019. It's like someone giving you a package and you don't know what's in it and they tell you this is good for you, this is good for the women in this country and then you open it and you find all sorts of harmful things, all sorts of poisonous things. To start with, most people do not realize that in Ireland there was an attempt, uh, at least by some, some pro-life people, uh, to bring attention to the fact that during abortions the babies in the womb could feel pain. So 
it was proposed uh, through one bill or one version of the bill that uh, the baby in the womb should be given some sort of pain relief before they, before you know, before killing the child. <laughs> and of course, uh, the pro-abortion politicians fought fiercely against it. And of course, they got through what they wanted. So no pain relief. There were people who were suggesting for some sort of decent funeral, some sort of decent burial. Even pets are buried. These people, the pro-abortion campaign, still fought against that. They don't want babies buried. They want babies incinerated and thrown out like, uh, unfortunately, like clinical waste. That was exactly what they got. Again, the whole point is to dehumanize the baby in the womb. The baby in the womb cannot be given a burial, cannot be given pain relief, even if they're going to feel pain. But also there were other, other things that came into play. Simon Harris, the Minister for, for Health, made it clear that the abortions were going to be free for everyone. It was going to be paid for 450 euros. But even the pro-life people who were doing a very close analysis of the entire thing were saying that 450 euros is actually more than a doctor is paid for prenatal care. So if you think about it, that a doctor who is going to be like an abortion provider as well, a doctor will be paid more to kill a child than actually to take care of a child while the baby is in the womb. So it's more lucrative to do the abortion. Of course, killing is more lucrative. It's much easier as well. Another new development as well is that it came out in the news that abortion was also going to be given to essentially children. Uh, 15 years and below were going to be able to have abortions without parental consent, or the involvement of any other adult. Think about this, that you have a 15-year-old daughter, a 14-year-old daughter, a 13 and a half year old daughter, and she's pregnant, you don't know. She goes out uh, because of the, the, Irish, the new Irish government's uh, legal, legal abortion law. She's able to be given an abortion somewhere. It's free, it doesn't cost her anything. But then they dump your child right back on you uh, completely damaged, completely wounded, and struggling uh, with with the decision she had she had taken at thirteen and a half. Think about your thirteen and a half year old child or your thirteen and a half year old niece. How do parents then manage to take care of this child after the trauma of abortion, which is real, by the way? And most people in Ireland, believe it or not, who voted overwhelmingly in support of repealing the Eighth Amendment did not even realize what was coming to them. I would like to show you something that a pro-life organization called Life Institute, an, a marvelous video that they released uh, uh, sometime in December or sometime I think it was in November, they released it online. So I'd like to share this video with you, at least a part of the video, so you can see exactly what the people in Ireland know and what they don't know about the abortion law that, that they voted for. Can I ask you if you voted in the referendum on the 8th Amendment? I did. And can I ask you how you voted? For the abortion. You voted yes? Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Was it against the referendum? Pro-abortion. You voted yes? Yeah. I actually wasn't here, but my vote would have been with abortion. So that's my opinion on it. I would have been like pro-choice with it. Would you be surprised to hear that the abortion bill in the doll will actually allow abortion up until birth for babies with profound disabilities? Birth. That's not on. No, I don't agree to up to birth. There's a certain limit, but birth, no. I'm not, I'm not with that part. No, I don't agree with that. Don't. No, sorry. Okay, well, that is quite surprising. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be terribly happy with that, but there are lots of things on it. 
yeah, that actually is shocking. That, that, that leaves me quite upset. Uh, well, I wouldn't agree with that. And so do you know what happens to the bodies of the babies that will be aborted? No. Would you be surprised if I told you that the politicians have denied them burial rights? Well, what rights have the politicians to do that? Everybody's entitled to a burial right. So the bodies will be incinerated? It's pretty harsh, yeah. I can't, I don't know if I'm surprised, but I'm disappointed. That's not right. That's disgusting. They should be buried. They should be buried. I'm sorry, but yeah. No, I'm, I'm starting to feel ashamed being Irish at this point after hearing that. No, that's not on. So there you have it. You can see exactly what people in Ireland know and what they don't know about the decision that they took on May 25th, 2018, when they voted to repeal the Eighth Amendment that protected every life life of the mother, life of the child. So moving on to other things, uh, I'd like to give you some update about a video that I had made two months ago. This was back in November of 2018. Uh, I talked about Marie Stopes being uh, either banned or suspended or sanctioned uh, in two different African countries, Kenya and Niger Republic, for illegal abortion. So here is a bit of that video. Did you know that in the last few weeks, Marie Stopes International has been uh, caught out on violations in two different African countries? Here is what happened. In Kenya, they were asked to cease and desist offering any form of abortion services in all their facilities around the Republic of Kenya. And they were also asked to submit the returns of everything they do on a weekly basis to the medical practitioners and dentist board. So after that, what happened in Kenya is that on the 20th of December, the Ministry of Health made a press release where they talked about this particular ban that had been on Marie Stopes. They went through the whole thing. They said Marie Stopes had complied with all the things that they asked them to do. And so the exact word was that they lifted the ban on post-abortion care by Marie Stopes International. And of course, told them not to do abortions on demand. This letter was very specific. Do not do abortions on demand. So what happened after that? is that all the friends of Marie Stopes in the Western media were so fast to write articles announcing to the world that Marie Stopes International had had the ban lifted on them in, in Kenya. And they implied really in their articles that Marie Stopes is now being allowed to, to, you know, to do life-saving abortions in Kenya. And that's exactly not what the Ministry of Health in Kenya has said. But we're not surprised because this is what happens at a Western organization uh, that is pro-abortion comes out to Africa. They are aborting African babies in countries where even abortion is not legal. And then uh, when someone tries to stop them, they rush back to the West to get reinforcements, to get help, to get the kind of media attention that they want and they need. But anyway, I just want to talk a bit about uh, the fact that the Ministry of Health in Kenya specifically mentioned in their letter, uh, in their press release, that Maristos was being allowed now to uh, once again perform post-abortion care. I'd just like to show you uh, two interviews that I have done over the years with two different women who worked for Marie Stopes about the practices of Marie Stopes and what they saw when they worked for Marie Stopes. And I 
I was very, very specific and careful to ask them about post-abortion care because I know that in many of Maristop's materials on their website, you get to see them talking about the post-abortion care they're doing or, you know, the abortion and post-abortion care. They always put it that way. And this is exactly what the lady in Kenya said. What is the law on abortion in Kenya? Abortion in Kenya is illegal, but uh, Maristop's do abortions every day, even with, uh, with that law in place. So how can they, or how were they managing to, uh, to perform abortions in contravention of the law? Mary Stops does abortions, but when they are reporting, they report that they do, uh, they report that it is post-abortion care. And here is exactly uh, what the one in Uganda said. And even when you come looking for, um, for records, yes. for example, if you walked in, we would, you sign a consent form. That consent form, we, you explain to the client, because abortions are illegal in the country, we cannot put that you're going to do an abortion. We are going to indicate you came with, uh, you, you had incomplete abortion, and what we're doing is post-abortive care. And then the client signs in the form and goes in for an abortion. So you can see that Marie Stopes does not do post-abortion care. For Marie Stopes, uh, post-abortion care is actually abortion. Uh, that's how they make their money. That's how they get Western countries to sponsor them. That's how they get Western nations to give them millions and millions of dollars and millions of pounds for them to go into Africa and do this kind of work. So I reiterate right here and now as I did in the video that I released in November, this abortion organization, this British abortion organization should not be given money, especially not taxpayers' money. So if you're in any of these Western countries uh, that may indeed have some sort of relationship, funding relationship with Marisofs International, everyone can begin to speak to their local agencies everyone can begin to speak to their government agencies to uh, the authorities the members of parliament talk to them and try to get them to defund uh, this british abortion organization that takes money out of the pockets of western uh, you know western taxpayers and goes to africa and violates the laws by performing abortions on poor women <music>segment of connect the dots with Obianuju, I just want to uh, always just try to share with you something interesting, something I'm, uh, maybe something I'm reading or something I watched. Um, so just recommend it to you. So here is something that I would start with and it's a shameless plug, I must warn you, because it's, it's a brand new documentary that I have just released. It's called Strings Attached. Um, it was a production that took me, I think, about two years to make. I went out to Africa and then, of course, I took some from uh, various places. I was in America shortly and then I, I did some of it here uh, in the UK. But I think... I think I'm biased, I know, but I think it's an amazing production, strings attached, and it talks about how what happens when the West gives millions and millions of dollars and pounds to the sexual and reproductive health and rights issues 
in Africa, who is affected. We try to follow the trend, you know, the trail to the, the money trail to exactly where it ends. So someone gives money out in Canada to you throw money at Africa and say for sexual and reproductive health and rights. But then everybody turns away and they don't even know what goes on. So we followed the trail to try to see exactly what happens, what happens with it, what how the women are affected. Sometimes these women's lives are completely devastated, but these are the women who nobody ever hears about, no one ever talks to, no one cares about if you like. And and we try to put a we try to put a microphone in front of them and we try to amplify their voices. That's what Strings Attached is about. And I'd just like to share with you the trailer. would like to tell you a story. A story about a people constantly discussed by the world's elite, but whose voices are so rarely heard. This is a story about how the people of Africa are being ideologically colonized in the 21st century. I'm pleased to announce that the government of Canada will be investing $650 million in sexual and reproductive health programs for women over a period of three years. So what I'd like to announce today is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation will be increasing our family and uh, planning investment by a new $560 million commitment between now and 2020. So I pledge tonight an additional 15 million euros. The UK government has always, at least over the past 20 years or so, pushed funding for so-called reproductive health, for population reduction measures and for family planning. The UK in the last five years has spent 163 million on um, reproductive health care in the developing world. I'm angry and I'm shocked at the world's elite ignorance. I'm just wondering why somebody would be so concerned with um, the affairs of another nation, especially when it comes to issues of abortion. Shortly, I found myself in a, on an operational table. Mm. About 20 minutes ago, baby was gone. We have seen women cry and weep and wail and groan. Surely, is that development? My family was affected too. In all this talk about contraception, the one thing that I have never heard of is something like the side effects of contraception. No one ever tells the African women. I think they should really know that they are hurting others. They are destroying Africa. They are destroying us. So go and watch it. It's a great production. You can, and I hear you asking, where exactly can we find it? You can find it quite easily online. You can find it on Amazon US, Amazon UK. You can find it also on Vimeo slash demand. Uh, buy it, uh, rent it, stream it, get your friends to see it. <laughs> So this is, the, this is the end of episode one of Connect the Dots with Obianuju. I hope to see you here next month. And don't forget to subscribe to this channel. And don't forget to click the little bell so that you get a notification. Want to see you here next month. You take care. Bye. -a.